Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Good afternoon and welcome to Fish House Nation Live and uh, Catch Cover, Fish House Nation podcast. Weather is starting to turn around and we're starting to get some cold temperatures, add some frost in the grass this morning. Early ice is right around the corner and one of the first destination lakes to freeze up is uh, Red up Red Lake and Upper Red Lake. Uh, joining us today is Mark Baganek and Mark is from Westwind Resort on Upper Red Lake. Mark, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, and thank you, sir. Yeah, it's uh, it just turned lunch, so hopefully uh, the audience is kicking back with a little sandwich. Mark, it looks like you've been doing some bird hunting, based on what I see in your truck right now. Uh, what's been going on up in, up in your neck of the woods? We've had a beautiful fall. You know, we had that hot summer, so our fishing was kind of shut off pretty fast in the middle of June, end of June. And uh, that hot, smoky weather, almost like we were on another planet but now this fall we come into a gorgeous fall great weather and and of course i like upland game hunting i just got back from south dakota pheasant hunting with some friends and and of course my favorite bird to hunt also is rough grouse and my dad always said uh, rough grouse are put on this earth for little boys to shoot and i still believe i'm a little boy at heart <laughs> yeah it never gets old chasing chasing those grouse it's uh, it's late October, and uh, you know I spent a lot of time online, and there's already been uh, a lot of tongue-in-cheek posts on social media wondering if they're letting duallys out on Red Lake yet. Uh, but in all seriousness, what's your thoughts on when we'll be getting out on the ice up on Red Lake this year? Well, you know we've had we had 19 this morning when I got up at the lake, and yesterday was 25. So the lakes this morning she was pretty steamy. She's cooling off pretty fast. And, uh, you know, I don't see any real above normal temperatures coming in the future, but every year I take pride in trying to be on Upper Red Lake the second week of deer hunting, and, of course, that's a week and a half away. Yeah, so it could be could be here sooner than you know it. And, uh, you know, last year, uh, you know, COVID was really a big thing, and there was a lot of sporting events getting canceled, and really people had hunting and ice fishing and basically just outdoor sports was what they could do, and, and people headed up to Red Lake in droves last year. I mean, it was really kind of insane, some of the photos that, that I saw with the people heading going up there. Uh, what do you guys expect for crowds this season here in 2021-2022 ice season? Well, obviously last year, you're correct. It was everybody got on the lake. Um, we had we put record amounts of people through uh, Westwind, that, especially early ice, uh, I think I opened up the bait shop on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and uh, which is kind of early, but uh, we broke records 11 days in a row at Westwind. I think in sales, just uh, it was every every day got more and more and more and more. I just didn't think the lake could, could take all those people, and uh, finally the owner Tim Waldo goes, uh, "Well, you know, we didn't break our record the 12th day, but we were close." And uh, I said, well, of course, he said, you missed it by three bucks. So I said, well, here's four. We'll break it 12 days in a row. But I, I look for the same this winter, you know, where people are, you know, being able to work from home. These fish houses are obviously uh, your living room or your man cave on ice. Um, and everybody just wants to get away and, and enjoy uh, God's great outdoors. And, and I don't see it going I mean, we, we 
ramped up even more this year at bait shop. We got we got way more selection of tackle, way more rod and reel combos. We sell we sold more ice augers last year than we ever have. So obviously, and I'm an optimist. Obviously, I I plan on I plan on a very busy season. So obviously, people to go up there. There's a reason they're going up there, and that's for the fishing. Uh, what what makes Upper Red Lake so spectacular when it comes to fishing? Well, you know, obviously with such a shallow boat basin, we get ice early compared to uh, most other lakes. And I've always, you know, growing up here all my life, um, my dad always said, Red Lake is like a dog dish, and the dog dish freezes early in the season. And uh, when and another thing about that is these fish, there's, we got abundant numbers again. Um, it makes uh, us all look like professional fishermen when you can put 40 to 70 to 100 walleyes on the ice a day. You know, we we really have a fishery. It, it, I consider the good old days because, believe me, I, I grew up in the good old days. We went through that crash where times were tough, and and uh, now we're back, I believe, in some of the strongest fisheries, in, the, in especially in the state of Minnesota. Um, we, we really are quite a destination. So it's the good old days right now, Mark. What do you think went into that? I mean, why why is it as good as it is right now? Uh, kind of what has led to that? Well, obviously, I'm, I'm sure it's a combination of things. We got we got a uh, great our, our DNR fisheries out of Bemidji. Uh, they are doing a fantastic job of, uh, of monitoring the lake. They're working with the Red Lake Tribe. The Red Lake Tribe is absolutely holding up their end of the bargain and more. And, uh, you know, so I, I just see a combination of a lot of things. We've got great bait fish numbers in the lake. Um, and I think from last year, I had a brother-in-law who went with the, uh, the the test crew to put their test nets out in September, and, and they were really su- pleasantly surprised at seeing the number of small copies in the lake that will part, be part of our bag limit here now coming up in the next couple of years. So I yeah, just think lake. it's a combination. Go ahead, Mark. No, I just I, I just think it's a combination of uh, you know we uh, we have we have the perfect of everything. You know, these fish come to the, I believe in the hot summer, they may scoot to that deeper water where it's uh, a little cooler. And then, and of course, in the, now with all these uh, these bait fish, they're coming up to the upper basin again and, and coming in the shallows. I had fantastic fishing with a bunch of friends of mine uh, two weeks ago. So, uh, and I, I just hear rumors that, the, that they put their test nets out and that they were really happy with the numbers. And they were in the surplus category again this year. So we're going into a fishery or a winter that's going to be uh, lights out again, I imagine. Hey, you brought up the, the crappie fishery. And, and a few decades ago, Red Lake was really kind of the place to go for big crappies in Minnesota. And, and that changed. But uh, it's good to hear that they're coming back. And what's what's kind of going on there on that front? You know, obviously, they must have pulled off a couple of hatches. Um, I did see a lot more crappies in the gut buckets here this spring and summer, and even all this fall when I was fishing next to some friends of mine, you know, five, six, seven feet, a jig and a minnow, or a, a crawler and a spinner, they were pulling, uh, they were pulling some nice crappies out of there. So, obviously, that shows numbers. You just don't see that every day, every, you know, every year. So, I, I just, I assume that the DNR once again are. are they, they're going to tell us what's going on, and I, I heard them talking that we got some pretty strong numbers of crappies coming. Not like the good old days, but it'll be a substantial part of our bag. 
obviously early in the year uh, people be heading out on Red Lake with their portables, but uh, I think that that the fish house culture up there is really kind of something special. What is it like to fish Red Lake uh, in a hard sided house or wheelhouse type of of uh, unit while you're out on the lake? Well, obviously, like you were saying earlier, you have your amenities of home. And, uh, you know, I always said we're pretty social people, us Midwesterners. We work hard, so we play hard. And we like to bring our friends, and we like to bring, uh, uh, most of us are great cooks. We like to have, the you know, these, these houses now. Uh, I seen a couple come through last year. Uh, I just couldn't believe it. I didn't pay as much money for my first house in 1992 that some of these people are putting into their fish houses, but, but so be it. And uh, as long as they're enjoying it, they're keeping uh, they're keeping safe and taking all their garbage with them when they leave, um, because that is a big issue right now. Um, right now we're we're worried about you know contaminating the lake with all these, you know. I was told that at one point, on a weekend, there could be up to over ten thousand people on Red Lake, and uh, obviously they're going to the bathroom somewhere, and with any luck, they're taking all that off the lake. Because guys like me and, and my family and friends who live on the lake, you know, we get the luxury of picking up all this garbage every spring, and it it gets kind of it gets tiresome. So I, I just that's something I really want to stress is that you come up here and you enjoy our lake and catch our fish and, and enjoy a great great uh, a weekend of fun and fellowship. But I'm telling you, you owe it to yourself and to a future of our lake to keep it clean. Yeah, heavier out, no matter where you're at, uh, make sure you take this stuff out with you. Um, you know, with that fish house culture, what it brings to you is the ability to fish basically 24 hours on the lake. What do you consider is kind of the hot time of the day uh, ice fishing out on Red Lake? When, when's kind of the peak time? Well, obviously, the stained body water, you know, early, early mornings and the afternoon evenings are the best low light conditions. And I think with this strain, when they reintroduced uh, walleye back in here back in 2000, uh, the mid-2000s, we get that Vermil Lake Vermilion strain. I think we, we see a lot of strong fishing in the middle of the night. It'll go in, in certain times. It's not all night, but it'll go in a series of a couple hours here, a couple hours there. And uh, you, see, you hear a lot of that, especially later on when guys are really scattered over the basin of the lake. Um, you hear a lot of, and that's the key to this lake is, is scattering and getting away from each other if possible, uh, giving each other distance. And uh, like you say, you, you could put your rattle reel down and, and you'd be, a lot of times you'd be up all night long tending to these uh, fish that are coming through. Yeah, so the rattle reel is a big deal out on Red Lake, just so you've got that, that night bite going. Um, and you talked about it kind of being uh, one of those things where you may be up all night. What what are guys using for, for fishing out there? I mean, what's kind of the, the hot lure and, in the hot bait and what are they using as far as the dead stick and when they're when they've got their rattle reels down well you know it's, it varies obviously day to day month to month early ice obviously you can probably throw a kitchen sink at them and they would eat it um so real flashy spoons heads of minnows with these spoons most people are with their two lines are getting uh using uh, a nice uh spoon gold i like gold i like chrome blue is my favorite color Head of a minnow under your electronics is what most people do, and then they'll have a dead stick. And obviously, that'll change hourly. You know, you may attract them with your your spoon, and they may look at it, but then they'll if we go over to. They don't want that something aggressive. They'll go over to your uh, your dead stick or a, a, even a plain hook. Colored hook has been real well. 
it's it. You just have to change up. You, you always, of course, at Westland Bait Shop, we have lots to buy. So you come on and we'll put you on the right hot lure. But no, you got to change it up. Yeah, you guys uh, got quite a bait shop up there. Uh, what are you hearing as far as the live bait situation this year? I know that's always a big deal, especially on the weekends, uh, just people being able to find minnows. You know, I have not heard much on that, and I have to honestly say I, I couldn't even lie to you and tell you. Um, I look for it to be kind of tough. Um, obviously, we like to get rainbows right away early because they're a lively minnow and a little bit more colorful, but... Uh, I really have not heard much on that front of it. All right, Mark, uh, you talked about the lake being a dog dish. I mean, there's not a ton of structure out there. Uh, if someone's heading up there, what would you recommend to them as far as how do you find fish? I mean, a lot of times in your fishing lakes that have a ton of structure, it's easy to find the kind of a spot that you think may be good. When you're fishing a big basin like that, how do you go about finding fish? Well, you know, early ice, obviously, is it's normally right off the first break, mostly because it's the safest ice and the thickest ice. You know, we get open areas. I'm on the, I'm a deputy chief with the fire department here and the rescue team. So, you know, early ice, we really got it. We monitor steady. We have a friend, a local friend who lives up here. He's a pilot. He's up flying every morning. We're usually getting our, uh, our recon and intelligence intel from him, but you know, you got to just go off that first break. And normally, as the daylight gets lighter and longer in the day, then you can wander out deeper where you know the ice is safer. And uh, just move. You just got to move. These fish are nomadic. All they're doing is chasing bait fish. And uh, that's the key. And, and we talk about a dog dish, but, you know, everybody knows that there's some structure out there. We got a, a rock, couple of rock fingers that go out in front of, uh, we call it Keller's Point or the perches and the popples. Or else we got that big rock way out, you know, way out deep, and then of course the sunken island, and that's right along the reservation boundary, about nine miles, eleven, about ten miles from uh, Westwind. But so yeah, you just you just gotta move, and and with the electronics now, with pan optics, their their version of guys drilling less holes, and and uh, they're finding fish, and and of course with social media and the way we can communicate, um, guys are putting each other on fish quicker, faster. So another thing that concerns a, a fishery like Red Lake that we only have so many number of fish, we know we need to, uh, if we're going to release them, we got to do it quickly, safely, and efficiently. Yeah, so uh, catch and release is a good thing, but uh, make sure that when you're dropping those down the hole that those fish are going to survive. Uh, you talked a little bit about traveling there, Mark. Uh, I think when people, especially our audience that's kind of uh, wheelhouse-driven, they want to know about road infrastructure. What What is that road infrastructure like up on R Upper Red Lake? Somebody comes up there with their wheelhouse. What are they going to find? Well, let's start with the north side of the lake. Um, there really is not really any uh, place to get on the lake on the north shore. Um, you get up to uh, Beacon Harbor. They have a very limited number of spots. You have to have a membership to go through there. Then there's Hillman's Resort, which is probably the longest, oldest uh, outfitter on the lake. Buddy Hillman will make a, a straight shot west, as straight as an arrow, if uh, the good Lord allows it. And he gets into some deep water quick, and he'll make it uh, a lot of little offshoots from that. And doesn't hit a lot of structure. Now, Westwind, 
We'll shoot a little bit further south. We'll try to get that north finger, or we call it uh, waypoint 23, to west again. And uh, we try to get the, you know, the area south of where Hillman's would be. And south of that, we got another place called uh, Red Lake Adventures. He, uh, Scott Wakefield, goes out on that rock reef, the south rock finger, and he shoots straight west also. And then I think if you get down a little further, you got the Nistlers. They're out of Sunny Beach. You get down to Red Lake. Um, what's another one? Greater Minnesota, Rogers Resort, JRs. They're all down in the South Shore. It seems like they compete to get to the to that uh, sunken island quicker. We just we just can't physically and uh, with our equipment go that far. That's a lot of road to maintain. And and obviously being a resort with a, a, a bar. You know, we send everybody out 11 miles. Most often, they're not going to come in and have a cheeseburger with us and a beer. So for us, it's a little bit about economics. You know, we want people to get out in the lake, but we want them to come and enjoy our, our food and our, uh, our our evening life too. So and it's and we don't have you know we don't have quite the, that many outfitters working like some of the South Shore guys. Not taking anything away from them, they run a great operations down there. They all cater to wheelhouses. Uh, but every outfitter is going to do it. Every resort is going to do it just a little different. Yeah, that's great. You brought that up, Mark. That was kind of what I wanted to ask you about is like, what are some of the differences? And and you brought up uh, people coming in and having a cheeseburger. And that's really one of the things that I enjoy when I go up and fish a lake like Malax or fish a lake like, like Upper Red, where you can go out and do some fishing, but still come into the supper club and have a nice, a nice dinner. I mean, it's, it's great having that, that wheelhouse and being able to cook on your own range, but it's also nice to come in and, and kind of have a conversation with folks and have a nice cocktail with them. What are some things that people should kind of think about when they're deciding what resort they want to go out on? When we, obviously you talked about a few factors there, but what are some things that they should be thinking about? Well, like you say, if you, it depends on if you're bringing a whole family up or just your buddies from work. And obviously, it's going to be a little bit different. Obviously, at Westwind, we like we we really cater to the family, and and we enjoy that. We want them to go out and enjoy themselves, but we also offer a shower house. They come in and they can buy shower tokens. That we got a, a wash machine and a dryer if they're out there for a few days and need to wash some laundry or some clothes. Um, just some things like that. Um, what 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 Westwood would offer compared to uh, like I think of, I'm always thinking about JRs or Rogers or or Mort Stock is another one on the South Shore. Um, Scott Wakefield, one of the guys over like Adventures just south of us, uh, he's a local fella. He bought Mort Stock, and uh, so now he sounds like he's going to be offered more things too. And obviously, all these guys are on social media. Um, and if I think last year you remember that there was a they talked about traffic jams and black duck and Bemidji because everybody's coming up to Red Lake fishing. Um, these are things you want to plan early on because the pressure on this lake, it, I think it, it, it obviously grows every year. And at some point there's only so much room. And, you know, when you come up here, we want you to have a, we want you to come back. We want you to enjoy yourself safely. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure out there. So it's up to the, the person come up with his wheelhouse. We don't have. I don't know of any place that has where you could dump your 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 septic on your fish house. I know we've been asked that a lot more than normal. And uh, Hillman's does in the summer, but not in the winter. So that's something you 
maybe some southern south shore resorts may offer but i i do not know that all right mark really appreciate your insights there that was really good that uh, you kind of gave people a lay, lay of the land a little bit about what's going on out there. Um, obviously, we've been talking a lot of early season. That's really when Red Lake uh, really fires up and you hear people, uh, they can't get on anywhere else. And that seems to be kind of the hottest time of the year for fishing up on that up in that neck of the woods. But what is it like fishing up there in mid to late season? What What's that lake turn into as the season goes on? Well, that all depends on uh, Mother Nature. Um, two years ago when we got them 17 inches of snow on the 28th of December, it shut us down for the most part for the rest of the season. And about the only positive thing on that is that we saved a lot of fish. Uh, people couldn't get where they wanted to go. Um, you know, you get all that weight on the ice, the ice starts to sag, you get water on the ice, you drill a couple holes and it's like old faithful. You know, and, and if it doesn't have the ability to freeze, it, you just can't do nothing. A lot of outfitters left and went to Lake of the Woods or another lake that didn't get the snow we got. But later on, you know, if we can keep a decent amount of snow where a guy can get around, you know, we're always out searching for these fish. Um, we have guys, like uh, for us, um, the, the lake crew is always out drilling holes. We have a new outfitter out of here now this year, Kurt Evans. He runs Fishbones Guide Service. He's been around here for over 25 years. You know, he's one of our big guys who go out and, and he, takes pride in finding fish and moving, getting our houses to be moved out there. The downside is obviously as soon as they see some resort houses, they figure that's the spot. So a lot of these guys who come up with their, with their uh, um, big ice castle, or fish houses, um, they think they should pull right in next to the, the resort houses, which makes it a little bit of a, you know, it gets a little tense out there. But the biggest thing about these fish is, is, like I said before, they're nomadic. They're always moving. And I tell you, if I, I had a dollar for every time somebody said, I got away from the crowd, I just went off by myself, and I had an absolute fantastic fishing trip. Uh, we, nobody was bothering us. We didn't have to listen to other people's hollering and hooting and cursing. And, and uh, we kept it quiet, and we caught a lot of fish, and we enjoyed ourselves. And, that, and that's the biggest key on Red Lake, and that's all over the lake. You hear that from everybody. Yeah, that's great stuff. Uh, you, you've brought up a few other times uh, about the tribes, and I know that that's something that people need to be aware of when they go out to Upper Red is that that territory and kind of staying away from that area. Can you touch on that a little bit on, on just how people can make sure that they're not getting themselves in trouble there? Right. Yep. You know, and uh, I, of course, growing up here all my life, I, I went to school with a lot of um, Red Lake natives and most of them are my friends the chief of police is one of my very dear friends yeah i went played high school football with him here in kellier and it's sovereign nation sovereign nation means you don't go on their property and and we can drive through there and that's fine but when it comes to the lake upper red lake and, and uh that boundary area there's no grace there's no grace period there's no oh i'm sorry um they will confiscate your stuff and I fully support every and anything they do over there because, you know, working with them, I know how they think. I know, I know the violation they may feel. It, it's a sacred, it's a spiritual thing to them. And for that reason alone, um, you don't need to be 15 feet off the line. And to know that you're close to that line, there's no markers on the lake itself. But if you have electronics, your, 
and you, your helix or your hummingbird and you got your chip in there, when the contour line ends on your graph, you're on tribal waters. And I, I heard of guys parking on this, we call it the Black Duck uh, Public Access. It's right on the, the south shore of, the, of upper, upper Red Lake. Um, you can drive down that road. It's a, it's a county road, township road, possibly, you can, whatever you want to call it. But if you go to the east, any, which is the Red Lake Band, uh, they have a 40 acres there. You go to the west, it's the, it's the reservation. Best off, best thing is you not, you should not go down there. Don't even risk it. It's not worth, it's just like I say, you got to be safe. You got to respect them. Um, because if you don't, the, if you're going to be mean to them and disrespectful to them, I'm quite sure they'll make it really miserable for you. So just stay away. So just stay away, Mark. Again, uh, I was just kind of wrapping things up here. We really appreciate your time uh, coming on and and chatting with us about Upper Red Lake. Was there something that I didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about that you felt was important today? Not really. No, I enjoyed talking to you, and I'm looking forward to a, a busy ice fishing season and and putting some walleyes. I, that's my favorite fishing is uh, ice fishing. That's my favorite. I fish in a small little hard house. I, I'm always moving, and, and for me, it's peaceful. And, uh, no, I don't want everybody to come up here. And uh, all our local resorts, um, and every one of them has something to offer. I believe Westwind has something a little bit better to offer than all of them because, uh, you know, the owners of this resort are here 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. They're, they're um, school board members. They're firefighters. They're... You know, they've been here all their life, and I believe they have the ability to, you know, just do that little bit more. So that's about it. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on again. Uh, that, that website is westwindwaskish.com. That's how you can reach the folks at Westwind Resort. And we're going to be having a couple other guys on from Upper Red, and we'll have some more shows coming up here from Mille Lacs and uh, Lake of the Woods and all your favorite lakes. We're going to be talking destination lakes all season long. Mark Beganek, really appreciate you coming on, and have a great season. You as well. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.